You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning. Welcome into a Monday edition of Inside the Locker Room. 205-342-9904 is the phone number if you'd like to jump in on the show with us this morning. A lot of excited people uh, in town. The weather's great. Uh, you're going to be close to 80. Uh, they get 80 uh, a couple times uh, throughout the week. Maybe some rain coming at the end of the week. So the weather uh, a little bit warmer than it is normally this time of year. So get out and enjoy that 205-342-9904 is the phone number. The Twitter at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1. And the email address for our show is wimpandberry at yahoo.com. Download the Tide 100.9 app to your smartphone. You also have the chat box. We get several of those uh, every show, so we like to get those. So uh, you can go in and fill those out, and uh, we'll respond to whatever comes in there. Before we get started, though, we want to thank Yellowwood. Of all the colors, yellow is the most important, at least when it comes to building outdoors. No matter what your project is this season, fear, pier, deck, fence, pergola, be sure to head to your local Yellowwood dealer for Yellowwood brand pressure-treated pine. Yellowwood offers the best protection against rot, fungal decay, and termite attack. So it's no wonder Yellowwood is the brand of choice. If you're going to build, build it right. Go to yellowwood.com to find a dealer that is closest to you. And always remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, you don't want it. I think, uh, Dad, with this team, uh, people, you know, not not knowing uh, whether they're going to win or not, coming off losses to LSU and Tennessee last year, the home stadium has been electric uh, this year and has played a big a role in, in Alabama winning at home. So we we have been hard on the crowd, but I think this year it's a perfect storm, and they've had great atmospheres in Bryant-Denny Stadium. Good morning. Congratulations on the blue plate, 7-3. The dessert plate hit too, Noah. Uh, Utah absolutely destroyed uh, Arizona State, 50-something to three Woo-hoo, there. So if you, if you parlayed that up, you made a little cash this weekend. Good morning, Dad. How are you? I'm doing okay. A lot to say, and I'm going to say it quickly. Ivan um, Roy, I believe is the way you pronounce it, beat Matt Kutcher by eagle, had an eagle on the last hole in Mexico to win that. We'll talk about that with, with Gary, uh, Gary Colson a little bit later. Uh, Jonesy lost uh, quarterback-wise. I just talk about the Alabama players. Jonesy and them at Patriots got beat at 2-7. and seven. Um, Tua scored th- – had a touchdown, they got beat. Eagles had uh, two touchdowns. Jalen Hurts had two, and they won. Uh, USC fires their, their defense coordinator, 52 to 42. Well, let me tell you something. Washington's going to go score 52 points on a lot of people. He needed to be down there trying to coach them before that before that game himself. But anyway, they fire him, so that's the way it goes. Um, Alabama plays tonight. I tried to call Nate, could not reach him. Um, so... That we'll we'll see what happens there. It should be a seven o'clock game. Uh, I don't want to put bad stuff on here, but Gary Colson, who who actually 
got the straw vote. He's a good friend of mine, Coach Pepperdine. He died yesterday. Mm. Uh, he was uh, the guy who made Bartow and all them go in against him and got a straw vote. He was on the NCAA Rules Committee. He got a straw vote and won on the three on the three point shot. And uh, he was a heck of a guy, a great friend, and uh, had a lot of nice things coming in about Bobby. Um, you know, some people saying bad things, but that's that's okay. That's what people are. But uh, uh, Gary Colson was a really fine man and uh, married a volleyball player. Anyway, I don't get into that. But uh, I thought Clemson had a big win yesterday or Saturday. And Dabba I, I says had, buy stock in Clemson, yeah, Dabba. Right. That's right. And in Florida, I saw three, I had three eyes Saturday. I saw three games really? uh, with the three eyes, and the Florida uh, got beat by an Arkansas team who never gave up. You got to give Arkansas a lot of credit for coming back the way they did. Now, look, all of you folks, uh, if Tommy's on, if if y'all run Tommy out of town and he's on the bus and he's gone a little bit out of Tuscaloosa, y'all run real quick and pull him off the bus and bring him back as offensive coordinator. Uh, they had third downs were really great plays. And Milro did it. I understand. I make all the plays. And players win games. Coaches don't as far as calling plays. But let run, run to the bus real quick and get him, bring him on back, and and quit quit getting after his fanny all the time. So, um, me that to me that's important. One of the big things, y'all, and I'm not going to try to explain it to you. I read it today. Is that we go? They've had a federal lawsuit by a lot of players saying that they were owed money in the past. And we're closer and closer now to having to pay players and making them employees right now. The federal, this this judge voted against the NCAA. They could owe, if, if this went through, $4.2 billion. They have about $458 million in their kitty. But they would sue, it, it's, this is the biggest mess. I'm not very doing a very good job of, of explaining it to you. But it, what it basically says is, they're going to be paid. The, uh, a, a swimmer in in Arizona started, and they're going to be lawsuit to, and to be paid for all the back money that they owe. And they they're closer and closer. They're saying to be employees of, of this thing has gotten to a their cotton picking mess. So we'll we'll see what happens there. Um, I don't know what to say. NCAA they say is going to lose its power. Uh, but they're not going to be able to sue anybody, so we'll see what happens there. That's um, that's really about all I have. Daniel's kid is out uh, with a concussion on the lar- on the tough hit that he had at the Alabama game. LSU, a very good a good player. I hate to see that, even though they're in competition. As far as Alabama getting into the Final Four, it's still a shot where they win the West and beat Georgia, they might have a shot. That'd be, the, of course, the only shot they would have. But uh, um, I think I think that's all I've got to leave All right. Um, okay. We talked about a great crowd. Uh, for once, the offense uh, carried the defense. Uh, the defense has carried the offense a lot throughout the season. Um, I will say this about the hit. Uh, I don't think Dallas Turner was trying to be dirty. Uh, but Come on, Alabama fans, be realistic. It was a, it should have been targeting, in my opinion. Uh, I don't think he did on purpose. I'm not saying that. To not even review it. Now, if that would if you flipped that and that was LSU hitting uh, our quarterback and you didn't even review it, they didn't even go and look at it, uh, you would be going crazy. So don't, 
get mad because the LSU fans are, I thought it was, I don't think you intentionally did it, but I thought it was worth reviewing, and I would not have argued if they kicked him out of the game. Now, would it have made a difference in who won the game? No, uh, probably not, but uh, give give uh, Alabama credit. Milro was terrific. I think he finally healthy. I think that week off got him healthy, uh, well, and he was able to run. I thought the interesting thing was that the commentator that I like so well said that he had talked to him, and, but he thought maybe after the first couple of games he was going to run more with it. Oh, hell, run more with it. He said, Thomas said, it's coming. It just hadn't gotten here yet. Yeah, and I think that was because he's healthy yeah. now. Uh, yeah. All right, let's get to the Yellowwood hotline. He's been holding a minute here. Get Joe in. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, coaches. <laughs> I wanted to be your first caller today. Well, you are. And uh, just to stop this overreaction Monday, it's outrageous. About what we got to real we got to realize who we were playing and how awful that defense is. It is a bad defense. Never, never in y'all's lifetime. Well, I can't say that about Wimp. You oh, thank you, thank you, Joe. <laughs> Good night. Uh, well, Wimp, I'm I'm up there with you now. But look, they don't have a stud in the defensive line. They don't have thirty. He makes a lot of tackles, but they're all downfield. They don't. And they bring a, a talk about Perkins. Perkins tells them where he wants to play. That's how out of control that program is now. He got off the line and backed up. Now, I know y'all are big on Kelly, and y'all going to ride that train. <laughs> Kelly, the coach. Brian Kelly. You oh, yeah, yeah, I'm I, big big, I ain't big on him. I don't know a thing about I'm him. I'm big on him. Go ahead. I get well, a terrible well, defense. You were drinking the Kool-Aid with Barry right from the start. Y'all Me? Uh, yeah, yeah, you did. You, you turned on him this year when you lost you, oh, your your pick on him. I didn't know. I, I was didn't know I bragged on him. I guess I got a bad memory. I guess. But look, let's get back to the point. Okay, we're forgetting that Ole Miss laid fifty five points on that team. They don't even have a a cornerback in it. I, I didn't even get to the cornerbacks, and they got had, so many in the pros. We had guys on the show that said that. He has let this program go down. He had to clean it up. But this program, he's going to go eight and four or seven and five, seven and five after going eight and four last year in the regular season. He's got His the fans uh, just He's got the. Uh, he won't win it, but uh, Daniels is the best player in college football. He's not going to win it. He needs to be in New York, though, Joe. Do you agree to that? Uh, no. He made Alabama defense look like a little league team. He's not going to be able to finish the season, probably. But he, even if he did, Jimbo's going to beat him again this year. And Jimbo just won five games. But Joe, right. could you? Now these Alabama people, they kill me. Can you believe that they didn't even review that hit? They didn't even look at it. They didn't even look at it. That hit. Fair to see. Did you see what Kelly said? What did he say? Kelly said it was legal. But they still had to look at it, not even look he, at it. Well, Coach apologized to him for that hit. Well, that's, that's how it was. I'm not saying the guy did what was being dirty, but it was worth looking at, right? <laughs> yeah. Reviewing. Well, what else do you have review if you don't review that play? All right. Do y'all agree we're overreacting on this win? No, no, because I, I don't think Kentucky no. and Auburn can beat them. I think that win, well, that, I think that was the only team left on the schedule that could have well, beat them. 
I'll tell you what I think, and you'll laugh at this one, Joe. So go ahead and hee haw. You better be you better be ready mentally to play at Kentucky. Yes, yeah, I'm not you physically, got that but right, William. mentally, you mentally you that. better go up there with a ha 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 ha. Mentally, you better be ready to play. And I I don't like this narrative. I think they're giving coach too much credit saying about him starting those two quarterbacks or that quarterback at South Florida. So what if that guy would have gone out there and played great? Then you would have set Neil Rowe back. I think it, they played bad. He didn't know they were going to play bad. Uh, he was looking to he's, see. He's he getting, was, it was a look. He's getting way too much credit for that. Because uh, if they would have played really well, then it would have clouded the situation. You can't so. help that. If somebody gets credit, you can't say anything about that. <laughs> everybody's, talking, everybody's talking about it was a genius move. He put them out there. He knew they were going to play all four, and it was a wake-up to Milrow. I don't. I ain't buying that. Hey, the so. best thing, going back to Wimp's comment, the best thing that happened to us yesterday, that's going to be an 11 o'clock game Saturday. Yep. That's the best thing. The line's 11 right now. The line. I know 11. what the line is. I've studied it. But I'm going to tell you, all you got to do, numbers don't lie. Look at where this LSU defense ranks nationally, guys. They're in the 80s and the 100s on everything. They're awful. Yeah. And he, he next year, we're going to see what y'all's guy does next year. He don't have a quarterback. <laughs> he don't have a running back. And he's got to totally rebuild that defense. The only thing he's got right now are those sophomore offensive linemen that he can hang his hat on. And that's it. All right. We'll see, Joe. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. Take a nap. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. The defense, that is the worst. I've never seen an LSU defense that bad. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Milrow was playing around with They them. sold the place out. They could never going to be a but the fact, toss up. The fact, uh, whether that was targeting, not targeting, Dad, am I right about you? You at least have to review it, right? I mean, they, that took the sure quarterback out. I'm going to tell you something, Barry. I don't care what I don't care what, what happens in football. The replay is the best thing that's ever happened. But there's so many. There's so many. It. I know it. There's so many close calls. That one, that one, that one back official who who said he was out of bounds and wasn't. I mean, it, you can't do without replay. Replay is if you don't want to watch replay, then go watch uh, uh, Donald Duck or something. Well, a play like that on the best player on the field that's going to knock him out. He's laying on the field face down. It has to be reviewed. Now they can review it and then they can come up with whatever they want. Maybe I'm wrong, but. Uh, it has to be looked at. And for Alabama fans to act like that was a, just a clean hit, and it was no problem not looking at it. Uh, come on. Uh, that's not that's not right. Royal Cleaners, they want to make life easy for you. They'll come pick up all your cleaning, get it cleaned up, deliver it right back. If you want to drop off, you can drop off at University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue in Northport, or 4851 Rice Mine Road. Going to Kentucky this weekend. Want to get that game day outfit ready? Call them today, 205 391 Zero zero three four. You're listening to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no wrecks, but traffic is picking up. Some minor congestion on McFarland at US 43 in Northport and Scotland at McFarland in Tuscaloosa. If you see other conditions, give me a call. Two, four, six, eight, up to $10,000 in instant savings now on new Nissans at Townsend Nissan. And I'm Captain Ray. 
Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Monday morning. Volunteer firefighters are in the woods near Bone Camp Road battling a fire this morning. It's one of four woods fires burning in Tuscaloosa County. Six fires are burning in Walker County. Three in Lamar and Green Counties. Two in Fayette, Hale and Prairie. One each in Bibb and Sumter Counties. 73 fires are currently burning statewide as the drought continues. But there is the possibility of rain toward the end of the week. Click Tuscaloosa thread for more local news on Hartley Townsquare Media, Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The weather stays dry today, mostly sunny and mild. The high 77, fair tonight, the low 53. Then for tomorrow and Wednesday, the sky partly to mostly sunny both days. Afternoon highs between 78 and 81. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 44 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Alabama fans are all over the world, and we are too. Download the Tide 100.9 app right now in the App Store and Google Play, and take the Crimson Tide everywhere you go. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. We've got several messages come in, full call board here, so we'll knock out these phone calls. We're going to thank Yellowwood, Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. On the uh, call that I'm talking about, they should have reviewed. Curtis sent me a message. I'm not disagreeing with you as far as the targeting call, but what difference does it make? LSU was still granted 15-yard penalty, uh, 50 yards off the penalty anyways. My question to you, what would have changed uh, well, Dallas Turner would have gotten kicked out of the game, one. Uh, two, you don't know that it would not have made a difference. That guy could score at any point, at any play on the field. And my my point is, I think LSU fans would feel better if they at least reviewed it, if they reviewed it and looked at it and then said it wasn't, then okay. If that was Jalen Milrow, we would have wanted that play looked at. That's why you have, <laughs> that's why you have replay. Uh, it's like somebody calling in or messaging us because we thought LSU would play well, talking about that Philip and I were drunk because we were talking about LSU being a good team. No, it's just we're just trying to be realistic. All right, get to these phone calls, get to the Yellowwood Hotline, get Tony in first. Good morning, Tony. Hey, morning. Tony, how are y'all? Good. Um, Barry, I, I thought that he said in his press conference that they did review it and he was told it wasn't a target and he had to move on, he said. Who said that? Kelly, during the press conference after the game, they uh, uh, the they stop playing. They, they stop playing. They go over and review it. I don't remember the, the guy. Maybe they. I don't think they. I did. thought they reviewed it when he was down being injured. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think and so. And Barry, look, man, this is again. Of course, I'm an Alabama fan, but I've got to be objective about it. When a quarterback is standing up and you see what you hit, which is you lead with your face mask to his chest, how else are you supposed to hit him? What would you, hit would you have said that about? Moment? Would you have said that about Milrow? Absolutely. But you would have. Absolutely. I bet you would. Football coach, if you don't want to get I hurt, you don't wouldn't. play. But, don't play. But his if helmet, you don't want to get hurt, I bet don't you. Play. I bet you wouldn't have said that about Milrow. But the guys, I one hundred percent would have said that about Milrow. I didn't think the that when they hit um hit him in the chin. What was Whistlebridge's name last year, y'all? Our quarterback Bryce Young. Yeah. When Tennessee hit him in the end zone, there was no way that was a target. No way. No I'm, way. I'm saying if they didn't review it, 
That's wrong. It was it was close enough to be reviewed. You would agree to that, right, Tony? Oh, one hundred percent. I thought they did review it. I I, I was of the understanding maybe that they, they did. did. Maybe they did. And, and that was that was my whole thing. I did not think it was an intentional hit. No, I don't well, think he intentional. hit him intentionally. I don't think he hit him uh, but intentionally. But I, I just don't think it. I think there is a blurred line between targeting, and I think it's subjective at best. Yeah, I um, agree to that. I, I don't. I don't understand. I don't agree with it. If you hit somebody with what, what is called as tackling, you hit with your head up, face mask on the ball or in the chest. That's how you hit a player. When he goes down, his helmet slides up and hits him in the chin. Okay. That's physics, guys. There's you can't control that. And, and and quite frankly, I don't care what the LSU fans think. I don't care what makes them feel better. That dumb. They were they were griping and complaining about the penalties. We, we had more penalties than they did. I, you know, again, guys. I don't. I look at football as a game that's being degraded every year. There is nobody forcing these kids to play. Nobody. I understand that. I thought it was worthy of being reviewed. Also, in the first half, uh, you have to look at it objectively. It was a clear horse collar on their quarterback. When when our quarterback got a horse collar, they called it. If I'm an LSU fan, when I'm in, that would make me mad. Just like if that happened in Baton Rouge the other way, we would be mad. Right? I don't. Uh, oh, you talking about when they slung him down and yeah, they, they spun pulled, him around? They pulled him from the from his shoulder pad. It was a horse collar. They didn't call it when they horse collared Milrow. It was called. You would be frustrated if you were an LSU fan in that situation. Oh yeah, I mean that. that you're right. That is football. I, I, no, I don't think that officials lean one way or the other most of the time. I don't. I, agree. Uh, I don't either. I agree. I agree, I agree with that, Tony. And, I, and I tell you, I, the, pro- the problem you have is this. There are a lot of back, there, there are a lot of people that try to call whether the guy's inbounds, out of bounds on pass catches, mm-hmm. and they don't, and they have to, they, and I don't think they're capable of doing it. Uh, I don't think so either, Coach. You're so far away. Uh, yeah. And they, it, they better it, have it, it, they call where you may. I think it need to be. I, I just think reviewing it is is the way to play if you're going to play. Now, you can bitch about taking time to review it and all that kind of stuff, but I, I think hey, if you're going to play the game, you got to play it right. Where do y'all think that the reviews need to end? I think you got like, uh, do y'all think it's good the way it's set up now? Do you think they need to end? Do they think you need to review lineman downfield for say uh, on a pass play, stuff like that? I don't think so. Uh, 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 where it's not a hit concerning you, you mean illegal runner downfield? Yeah, I don't think you review that. You review where the guy's foot's inbounds. You review targeting yeah. because the guy's going to get kicked out of the game. So you want to be sure on that. And the LSU kid got knocked out of the game. So they needed to review that just to be sure. I don't know what they would have said. They may look at it and say it was a clean hit. But it was a bang-bang play that the helmet hit the guy's chin. So whether it was a legal hit, it was worth being reviewed is my only point. Okay, well, uh, Barry, if you get a chance, go back and maybe somebody can send it to you. I can swear he said they reviewed it. Okay. And it, if they, 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 they did, then I'm wrong. If they did, then I'm wrong. So, thank All right, well, y'all have a good day, guys. Thanks, Tony. All right, back up to the Yellowwood hotline and get uh, Bryce in. Good morning, Bryce. Uh, Barry and Coach. I listened to the same press conference. Kelly said they reviewed it. We have to move on. Okay. That's exactly what Kelly said. I think it was on that Bama. Um, I can't think of the, the site that it was on, but he did say they interviewed it. 
Well, that's, if they the did, that's were, not how they normally review it because the guys, they leave, and then they never came back and made a made – a, usually they'll give you the ruling on the field. They'll call it what it is. So they, if they did, then they did not do it the traditional way that they normally did. Now, maybe he said his staff looked at it, but not officially they didn't. He said they looked at it in the booth. His staff, but no, every time you have a – But every time you have a review, Bryce, the official will turn his mic on and he'll tell you what was – came out of the review. That did not happen on that play. No, it did not. Do you – guys, do y'all remember when Melrose, uh that guy got – hit him right in, the, right in the helmet on that play and they didn't call targeting, but the guy got – he got shook up. He had to go out of the game. Did y'all remember that one? That was clearly targeting right there. Because yeah, he hit him right on the helmet. Did y'all remember that play? I don't play? remember that play, no. Well, you need to go back and look at it because it was the guy got, he had to go set out, but he hit him helmet to helmet. There's no question about that one. Yeah. It was right before Melrose had run, I think, for a touchdown, the play before or something like that. But uh, I remember that because I know that was going to come up about this. And I yep. wanted y'all to uh, about that one. But, however, we do have to go to Kentucky uh, ready to play, like like your dad said, because if you go up there lollygagging around, it could be interested at 11 o'clock, you know. But it surprised me that line's on 11 points. I figured it'd be double that. All right. Um, you know? Yeah, and I guess the reason – the guy just got to message me. The reason it wasn't reviewed – it's because it wasn't called targeting on the field. So you have to call it targeting, and then you go review it. So maybe well, that's why. Well, that makes sense. Then. Yeah. However, uh, do you remember the play that, that we got a penalty for, and they didn't even, they didn't even tell us what the penalty was? Yeah, uh, well, uh, yeah, Gary. Right at the first of the game? Yeah, Gary went back and showed after the commercial as to why, why it was called. So uh, anyway, thank you, Bryce. Thank you. Hey, guys, All right, uh, uh, we got to run. We got we got to get to these other calls, Bryce. Uh, let's get back down. We'll squeeze in one more before we get to uh, Max and get Tom in. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Barry. Good morning, Coach. Let's see morning. if we can figure out ways Alabama should have lost that game. My God, I mean, we we got to come up with something. They were not supposed to win that game. So we like well, let's referee. I tell you who I'm mad at. I'm mad at the referee on the sideline there. When Harold Perkins drug Jalen Milrose out by the face mask, why didn't they call that? <laughs> you know, he, he didn't only drug him, but he did have his fan. He did just have his hand in there. I don't know if it was much he of a drag. Him, he pulled him out by his face mask. But you know okay. what? No call. Last year against Tennessee, it was clearly a targeting call on our quarterback Bryce Young. You know what? They turned the head the other way. They turned the head two years ago against LSU at home. Uh, we had a punt return, and LSU come down the field there, and uh, Jalen uh, Waddle, they had his head almost broke his neck with a face mask. They just well, head the other way. Well, the problem is, you said, look, we just, we just had a caller right before you that said it clearly was not targeting on Tennessee game. So, it's you know, it's just a... Yeah, you know, right. but, I mean, but I, well, I the, was, the, the text I got makes more sense to me. They didn't call it targeted on the field, so they felt like there was nothing right. to review. Do you really believe it was targeting? Yes. You do? I do. His crown, his crown with the helmet, he didn't leave with the crown. How did it hit him in the chin then? With his face mask? His face mask hit him in the chin? 
his face mask hit him in the chest. And I tell you what, the concussion, the concussion came from him hitting his head, back of his head on the ground. It wasn't from that hit. Oh, really? That's right. <laughs> it, it's no way. It's no way the way Dallas Turner hit him caused the concussion. But him hitting the ground with his back of his head first, it's what caused the concussion. Anyway, right. people say, well, what difference would it have made? If that kid's out there. It made a lot of difference. Yeah. Jalen, uh, if he had stayed in the game, they would have beat us. I don't know about that, but he was good, boy. Whew, that kid was good. Mm. But I, I tell you what, you know, my whole point about my phone call is this right here. You can go back and review the whole game, watch it on film all you want to. You'll see 10 calls that should have been called that way. True, true. True. So, you know, is one more important than the other? I don't know. I'm not God. Well, if, if one I love the show, though. if one knocks the best player in the game out, then that needs to be looked at. But yeah, but it, it sounds it like the way, the way you're presenting your argument sounds like you're mad because Alabama won. Oh, Tom, please. That has nothing to do with it. That's, that's the way y'all think if you try to be objective and don't – just go pro Alabama on everything you're against. I'm not against them. I just watch the game and try to tell you what I saw. But it doesn't mean I'm right. But I'm not against Alabama because I'm trying to be uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, fair? Yeah, fair. Objective. 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 Yeah. objective. Yeah. You can't be yeah, objective okay. when it comes so, to Alabama. And that's no. okay, too. All right. You're, you're objective. You've got common sense and you're rational, right? <laughs> We're we're crazy. We're we're John Q fans. I try to be objective. You can't be, and that's okay. I mean, I want to. If I'm coaching, I want a homer. I want somebody who thinks that everything should go my way. But I like it because y'all allow us to call in and argue with your point of view. There you go. I love that. Thank you, Tom. Thanks, Tom. See you. All right. uh, Sorry, Chris. Philip, call us back. We got to get to Max. Uh, Two minute truck. They're at 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth memory. It's local, out of town, out of state. Let the professionals handle it. Give them a call today. They'll take great care of you and your stuff. 205-247-5050. Two men in a truck. Movers who care. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no wrecks, but traffic is picking up. Some minor congestion on McFarland at US 43 in Northport and Skyland at McFarland in Tuscaloosa. If you see other conditions, give me a call. 2468, up to $10,000 in instant savings now on new Nissans at Townsend Nissan. And I'm Captain Ray. Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Yellowwood pressure-treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want to. Get right to the Yellowwood hotline. He's former uh, coach at Florida State and Ole Miss, two teams that are rolling uh, right now. Radio personality throughout the Southeast joins us every Monday to talk college football. Max Howell. Good morning, Max. How are you? Hey, Max. Doing great. Doing people, great, guys. How people y'all are mad at me this morning, Max. They're mad at me <laughs> over here. Uh, <laughs> well, I just thought that that hit on Jaden Daniels should have been reviewed. But uh, we've had, and people say, well, they didn't call it targeting. On the field, so that's why it wasn't reviewed. But uh, 
I don't know. Uh, just your thoughts about the entire Barry, game. Maybe that play. That, Barry, that was a that was a picture perfect catch. <laughs> he didn't leave, he didn't leave with his head. That's just the way we used to think it. Uh, you know, until all the rules came here. Don't you think so, it was worthy of being reviewed? Well, it, you know, I'm surprised it wasn't. Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah. But uh, the fact it wasn't, it was, you know. I'm kind of surprised Alabama didn't get to him more often than they did. If you noticed, he got out of the pocket a little quicker than, uh, than we've seen before. And I think that was mainly because Alabama's secondary uh, pretty well, I thought, did an outstanding job. Defense has gotten much better, and the offense is improving every week. So, uh, you know, I they got a good chance. I really do. Uh, you know, I think we look A good chance for what? To, see, to get to, to beat Georgia. Have you ever seen a uh, in your lifetime an LSU defense that bad, Max? LSU's bad. Oh, I know. I don't know what you know. They hired Pete Jenkins just to come in and restructure the defense because he's not on the field; he's like a consultant. But they hired him full time. Uh, but he hadn't been there but a week or so. So I, I don't, you know, I don't know about their personnel. I think they may has. I don't keep up with their their, their, their defensive front. That's what Pete coaches. Uh, but that's where they got to start. No, they've they've deteriorated. I think you know for whatever reason they've, they've kind of gone backwards in the last couple of weeks. But I don't know. It's uh, it's to me the the cream's rising to the top at the, the best time. We got a great week coming up this week, and I think you know we'll see some others fall by the wayside. Yeah, that uh, mentally it's much uh, easier to play LSU than it is Kentucky up there. I think it's the game you better, you better be careful about because mentally it's the physical. What three is to one. Um, Kentucky game is going to be a walk away, you think? Yeah, I, I think by this time of the year, Coach, Kentucky's already reached their peak. Uh, I think it did, you know, when they played Georgia, I think that was about the best that they had been up to that time. They were 5-0, I believe, going into that particular ball game. So I, I think they had, they know what they've got. They don't, they, they're just like South Carolina, not just like, but they're in the range for South Carolina and Ole Miss and all. They don't have depth. And at the end of the season, you got some key, you know, key personnel hurt, and uh, I mean, we know Georgia's lost too now, uh, but they they've got so much depth they'll just, you know, they'll next man up as far as Birmingham's concerned. So Kentucky's, you know, Kentucky's always posed a threat, and uh, but I think this time of the year, if you go back and check your record, this is about the time they start on a downhill slide. Mm. And uh, I think it's, I think it, I think it holds up. I think this year will be the same as all of them, always. Okay. Uh, what adjustments did Alabama make at the half? They talk about they held uh, LSU to seven points, uh, and Jaden Daniels was just running all over the field on them in the first half. Uh, did you see anything different that they did schematically, uh, Max, to to play yeah. better, better in the second half? I, I think the threat. I really do think the threat of, of the defensive front. I think they moved the gap. So they moved the gap. Sometimes they they, they moved the front. Uh, if not, they, if you watched them close, they looped and they did some. They did some stunning on the inside that probably LSU had been, had seen before. I had worked on, and that's why he rushed out of the pocket. He he didn't have time to wait for the wide receivers to clear. Uh, so in the, while while they was taking that half a second or second to to read the secondary, those, those offensive front guys couldn't hold out the defense. And, and Alabama played at a, at a you know a motivated level. I don't think anybody could say different from that. Uh, they were the most complete team, and, and on their own, we'll flip just quickly to the what I noticed mostly about the offense is uh, <clears throat> that, that Melrose got outside the pocket, or or he stepped up into the pocket and ran from inside the pocket 
way more than he's ever done before. Uh, and I think that was the thing that caused caused a breakdown as far as LSU was concerned. They didn't know they didn't know whether they could put a spy on him and, and have to keep him in, take a have to take a linebacker or, or safety out of the coverage because Alabama was breaking free on you know more than one pattern that they were running down that. So I think it was to answer your question, Barry. I think a combination of things that they that they put in or, or they changed at halftime. And it was it, for the average fan, they never noticed it. Where a line, where a lineman moved from nose up to the gap or to his shoulder, and then slid it and brought a linebacker in. All that little stuff like that on stunts and all up front will definitely cause uh, a delay uh, as far as what the quarterback's reading, because he can't stand back there for three or four seconds now. Uh, it, it, the way Alabama played, and expect to get a wide receiver open. He better get rid of that ball in about two and a half seconds. That's pretty hard to do, you know, against a team like Alabama. You know, Tommy's done. Tommy's done a good job with that. With doing with that team with with uh, the running game and the quarterbacks, a little progression at each each time they play. I got to give him a little. I know everybody doesn't yeah. like him, but me, I, I'm the only one that likes him. But I think <laughs> he's done a good job. I think he's improved. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And, and the kids are bought into it. You know, I think we got to go back to it. I catch myself doing the same thing, saying, hey, you know, let's go back and look where you started. Old new system, new quarterback, you know, everything, expectations high as they can be. Uh, and and I, think, I think everybody's settled into where they are, what they do. And, and I think, you know, basically the, the schedule's in their favor from here out. Uh, I, think I think that uh, know, the week off, out. yeah, the week off yeah. really helped Milrow. Uh, I, yeah. I know Gary Danielson, those guys get some, you know, they get to do some interviews, talk to these coordinators right. and all that. And when he asked Tommy about running Milrow, he said, it's coming. Um, <laughs> and I think Milrow's been, had a nagging injury there where they've kind of told him not to run. And that week off got sure. him healthy, man, because you saw this guy's got another gear now. <laughs> when, he's, no doubt. when he wants to turn on the Jets, this guy can go. Uh, so I think maybe he's healthy now, and so he can do some things maybe he hadn't been doing in the past uh, using his legs. Did you see that well, as well, you- Max? No doubt. And you think about the guys, what, 6'2", 6'3", 225, 30 pounds. And they, they made a comment on the state. He runs legit 4'4". Four, four. Yeah. So, guys, you get a you know, you know get an animal that big, it's running down the field. Not, not many 180-pound defensive backs want to come up and take you on. And, and he's, he's opened it up. I mean, and, and because of that, I think it opened up the rest of the running game. I, I think the, the defensive front of LSU was a little hesitant uh, to slow down a little bit because if you notice the second half, uh, Alabama's – you know, whenever running just off tackle in, in the middle plays uh, with a tailback, he was getting five, six, seven yards. And that hadn't happened up until this past week. Yeah. Uh, has um, Auburn got any worries going to Arkansas? You know, who knows? Who knows which Arkansas? I think they, I think they do. I think they do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, he, he got them together. Cause, Boy, know, he I, sure I, did. I, he got, they played a heck of a game against Florida. I thought. I know Florida's down somewhat, but I thought Arkansas came back right. a couple of they tough calls there. Well, right. you know, they lost like five in a row, you know, but they all have been close. You know, they've been through three points, seven points all along. They played, you know, pretty hell. Arkansas is another one of those teams, though, Coach, toward the end of the season. You get a few injuries. They don't have enough subs. They don't have enough quality guys that can come in and, you know, and step in. Uh, yeah. that's, that's the difference between – you know, with Alabama and Georgia, and, and, and normally as it's been LSU in that group, I don't, I don't see it this year. But those are the teams that play can substitute in the fourth quarter and still either maintain or improve. 
literally, because of the strength of the scale of the strength of the depth. And, uh, and Arkansas had got that, but they know that they know they got to play hard in the first three quarters to you know try to gain some kind of lead and hang on. But uh, I don't know about the you mentioned the Florida situation. I, you know, I I hadn't been a Napier fan since they hired him. I just didn't think I watched his teams play when he was in Louisiana. He was very basic down there. You can't be when you get in the SEC playing with the teams they got to play. You can't be basic. You got you got to have some innovation there somewhere. And Florida just don't have the guys right now to do that. Max, am I crazy to say that Alabama still does not control its own destiny as far as the Final Four? Uh, you got Michigan, Ohio State. The winner of that's yep. probably going. Uh, if right. Florida State runs the table, they're going. Uh, right. If Washington, Oregon uh, meet again, they got Oregon ahead, so they're going. And Texas, if they run out, they're ahead of Alabama because they beat them on, in Bryant-Denny State. So even beating Georgia, Alabama could still be left out uh, with these teams in front of them right now. So they need some of these teams to lose, don't they, in order to, to get where they want to get to if they can run out? I think that's on the surface, Barry, but when it comes down to it, that last pick, if they got a one-loss SEC champion team play, like an Alabama, if they win, it could be Georgia. They're going to take Alabama because they know, first of all... Over who, though? You're going to take them over Texas? Oh, well, I think without a doubt they will. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, remember, they they don't look at where they were. They look at where they are today, how they're playing today. You let Alabama and Texas play today, Alabama... But how could you justify that if it got down between Alabama and Texas? They beat you on your home field. Yeah, but that was, early in the, that was early in the season. <laughs> without, I mean, the, the teams get better. You the head-to-head counts a lot. So head-to-head don't mean anything then in that. You just look at what, what you think would happen? I, I don't know, man. Oh, uh, I'm not disagreeing only, with you, but if they did... Whew, Texas fans will be hot. Only, only head, only head to head is going to count for in the end. It's not going to count back in, in week one, two, or three because everybody knows. You know, the mark of a good team is that they get better each week, uh, that, and that's what they're looking for. They want the epitome of the best game played in the championship game. So Texas is not playing as good right now as they did against Alabama. Well, their quarterbacks saying, out. Their quarterbacks. Well, okay. I'm just saying, regardless of what the reason is, you let them play today, just like they, you know, like they ended up on Saturday. Alabama would beat their eyes out. I guarantee you. Well, all I know is they came to Bright Diddy Stadium and wore. I don't know how you could. I don't know how you could justify if they both won out. I don't uh, think taking, you can taking Alabama Barry, over Texas. But Barry, don't you don't you. You've been in business in the sports business. Don't your team supposed to get better toward the end? Uh, I, mean, I don't. I don't think a. I don't think a seven man, thirteen man committee will put uh, Alabama over Texas. I mean, you say they're, but all I know is they played on the field at Bryant Diddy Stadium in their home stadium and beat them. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Week two or three. <laughs> so, so, I mean, I mean. If if you're right, I'm not you saying, aren't giving, I'm not you saying, aren't giving credit. You aren't giving credit to Alabama for improving. Well, I'm not, not saying you're wrong, but I mean, if you if it gets down to where you both only lost one game and those two teams played, then to me, you got to take the team that won. I mean, we can we can speculate all we want, but they played. I don't know. I would have I'd have a hard time well, if I was a Texas you, fan. Here's what you got to do. Here's what you got to do. 
Here's what you got, guys. You got 13 new guys that's never been on that committee before sitting in that room there. They, they, they can certainly look back what they've done. That makes it worse. Guys. <laughs> it, 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 could, it don't matter. It could go either way. We don't really know, and we won't know until the final pick. But the fact is, these guys are going to, you know, that's a lot of egos in that room. There's Those rumors out think, there that Jim Harbaugh is going to be suspended today. Should he be? I, you know, I've, I've thought through that. And, of course, you know, my, my, my position on that, there's no, there's no penalty for that rule, quote, that they were, they've broken. Uh, I don't see how they can suspend it. I know it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a judgment by, uh, you know, not by committee, but really by public opinion. And, uh, and somebody, you know, somebody up there's twiddling somewhere, some, playing the strings on his career. The guy's going to go back to the NFL. I don't think he's any doubt. If he, if he can coach the rest of the season, they should win out. I don't know that they will, but if they can, I look for him to be back in the Well, they got a weak schedule. I like Georgia. Yeah. If he got yeah. down, between, uh, Max, between Oregon and Alabama, who would you take? Oregon came into Georgia last year. <laughs> you know, right year. after Bo Nix made the transfer, Georgia beat them by 40. So I'm going with I'm going with the SEC team every time. Wait, that's la- last year. <laughs> I'm just saying. My point is, is I'm going with the SEC team regardless against the West Coast team. Against okay. with any of them out there. Hmm. I guess Oregon. You think uh-huh. you're better, better than Oregon? <laughs> Alabama. Hmm. Oregon will never stop Alabama's offense with Bell Road running like he's doing now. Hmm. Well, Alabama, I hope you're on the committee because they're on the committee. They're in good shape. <laughs> uh, well, Alabama beat Georgia. Can Alabama, Alabama beat Georgia? Oh, that can. Will they? I mean, look, I don't bet on games. I don't know. I, you know, I, I look at the line line. They, you know, of course, they live in the half going into Ole Miss this week. They're going to beat Ole Miss probably by a couple of touchdowns. But Ole Miss doesn't have the depth. Uh, and and uh, Georgia's not at full speed. You know, they lost Bowers. They lost the linebacker this week. So, you know, they'll be somewhat, but. Kirby's just going to, you know, put the next guy up. Um, can they beat Alabama? Sure, they can well, they beat can, Alabama. Sure. Will, they, will, yeah. will they beat Alabama? I don't know. Uh, Kirby still, you got to believe that that staff knows that still is Alabama. Georgia, historically, in the last recent few years, hasn't had a great track. Uh, I'll tell you one thing that staff does. It does a good job in preparation. He does a good job coaching Georgia. Hey, yeah. Max, yeah, they, this, is, a good job. this is the year – that Nick Saban needs to get coach of the year, right? I agree. I absolutely agree 100%. Yeah. No doubt. He's by far done his best coaching job. Yeah. And, you know, it brings the assistants along. You know, like I said, we talked about, sure. you know, Breeze coming in from Notre Dame. and the, 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 He had to prove himself and he stumbled along, to, you know, to begin with. But uh, they found, they got him a quarterback and found it. The only thing that bothered, they still ended up, LSU got two sacks on him. I was a little surprised at that. But uh, they've been averaging like losing losing on sacks by five a ball game. I think they had thirty three or thirty four going into that game for this year, and that's not healthy. But because uh, you, when you got a quarterback as good as he is, and as much as he's improved, and you don't, my opinion, you don't have anybody behind him that can win in the SEC. Yeah. Uh, but yet they run it. I mean, you know, they found a they found a key for him, and, and look for him. I don't look for, for anything to change. Uh, that means somebody, the rest of the team, going to put a spy on him. Well, that takes a cover guy out. They use a safety or even a linebacker. Uh, the coverage on the on the defensive side now is one one player short. So uh, 
and you take it, you got to take advantage of who identify that guy first, and then you make you, you know, you run your pass routes right at the the, uh, the vacant spot. Yeah. Uh, that anything else, Max? Or no, you thanks, Max. Appreciate it. Good job. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Max Alabama, well, I hope you're on the committee. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I'll be a, I'll be a writing candidate. Y'all go ahead. <laughs> thank you, Max. <laughs> thank you. All right. Thank you, guys. Uh, if, if they both had one loss, do you believe that that committee would take Alabama over Texas? No. I don't either. And they, I don't know. Uh, that's, that to me is an interesting take. I mean, well, they they would beat them. Well, you don't know. It would be different if they won at Texas, but they went to Bryant-Denny Stadium and won. All right, we'll take the break here. Get back. we got Chris Holden. We'll get Chris in on the show. Uh, Alabama won. Get that loan out of Alabama won. That vehicle loan, that is. Race is low as 3.99%. Terms available to 84 months. Get pre-approved before you shop. That'll help you as you go on the dealership. Well, they also have an Alabama One Auto Mall. All the different products and services. Go to the great website, www.alabamaone.org. This is a title 100.9 and 1230 WTBC, the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no wrecks, but traffic is picking up. Some minor congestion on McFarland at US 43 in Northport and Skyland at McFarland in Tuscaloosa. If you see other conditions, give me a call. 2468, up to $10,000 in instant savings now on new Nissans at Townsend Nissan. And I'm Captain Ray. Hey, Chris. Best station in the state, breaking down Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside Locker Room. Right up to the Yellowwood Hotline, we'll bring Chris into the show. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. Hey, coaches. Uh, appreciate taking my call. Love having Max on, first off. Love his insight. Love his interviews every week. Thank Great you. stuff. Um, just wanted to touch base, too, on the LSU game. Um, as far as penalties go, I mean, they were pretty neck and neck even throughout the game. But, I mean, you had missed calls everywhere. You know, the the one that stands out to me is the neutral zone infraction that the LSU player was clearly in, and they called the Alabama, you know, lineman for a uh, false start. Um, and then you had the missed, you know, like you mentioned earlier, the horse collar on the LSU quarterback. But, I mean, these are bang-bang plays. Yeah. So, it, it, these guys are going to miss. And sure. as far as the, the, you know, hit on the quarterback, you know, you want these guys to deliver some some tough blows. And that's what they're coached. I mean, you never want to see a player injured. Um, and I hate it that the, the guy got the concussion. I hope, he's, I hope he's all right. And, you know, I, I think that he realized for sure, uh, in my opinion, that – driving him to the ground he did that on purpose you know but he was willing to take the 15 yards and that's how he's coached is to deliver pain to the quarterback and i don't know if it's targeting or not i mean as the definition well, is so vague um should they have reviewed it sure i don't see anything wrong with well, that but the targeting rule is so skewed and there, it's so, there's so much gray area and, and you mentioned it and some other callers mentioned it there is so much subjectivity to it that there's no clear definition. And coaches have spoken out about this. Players have spoken out. I mean, Turner's a good six inches taller than that quarterback, and he's coming full steam. Sure. Sure, he well, could have not wrapped him up and, and just kind of bumped him and knocked him back. But, I mean. The play is the play. Is the play but here's, here's the thing about it, Chris. The, the thing is reviewed. Uh, Tim Orton's 
the t- thing is reviewed in in the uh, in the look at, at the Birmingham at Birmingham. They, they see yeah. every play, and they they let the, they they can get the targeting official uh, targeting as a as a easily done if they call it and they didn't say anything. I, I agree with you. I don't think it was a dirty hit. I think the guy's just playing hard, and sometimes that's going to happen. Right. The guy's coming full speed, and you want him to stop. But uh, they, right. I got people messages saying it was reviewed in Birmingham. They looked at it, and they passed yeah. on it. So if that's true, then... Well, it, has then to be, it, it was reviewed in Birmingham. Yeah. It, has to, it has to be, Barry. Yeah, so uh, the announcer should have done... should have said, hey, it was reviewed, and uh, they, they passed on it or whatever, because... You know, it just didn't seem like it was because it was. I thought it had to be called on the field to be determined whether it was targeted or not. It, it was not called on the field, so right. And one thing I, I've mentioned this on other shows too. I would love to see, and I think they need to do it, is is have more transparency between these officiating crews or just officiating. Period. You know, and not just for calls like this where injuries happen, but you know, the play where um, you know there was the the, the block down the field, a blindside block, but it was like first and one or something i don't know what it was really confusing on the ball placement and the first down yardage but if after games you have these officials or a representative from the officiating come out and speak about hey here's what we looked at you know we're improving or we're trying to clarify rules i think that would be phenomenal because there's no publicly there is no explanation for this stuff everything is internal with officiating and that's very confusing as fans, and you know, coaches get fined for even mentioning any criticism toward that. I think it would do the, the the sport a world of good to be more transparent, forthcoming with, "Hey, here's why we made that call. Here's what we're thinking," or "Hey, we missed this call. We're we're, we're going to get better." I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. I, I think all you do is cause more trouble if you come out publicly. But there's already trouble, coach, because everybody's in an uproar. They don't okay. understand the rules. You know what I mean? I understand that part of it, but when you bring it, when you have to come out as the head of the officials, you you don't you, yeah, that's a booger bear deal. I don't deal think it should be the crew on the field. No, I don't. Yeah, think you may have somebody that represents the crew. Yeah, and, yeah. and the reason I would say you want that's to have, be transparent is because of gambling. You know that to make sure that these guys are. Why did you? What did you see here? Because you got so much money now being bet on this game, these games now, and it's legal right. that they may have to do something. Great call, Chris. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Chris. Yes, yes sir. Thank, Thank you, guys. You. And, uh, yeah, and he was real. You know, he tried to be objective about it uh, there. So, all right, we'll take this top of the hour break. We want to thank Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. They made this seven o'clock hour possible. Uh, go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that's closest to you. And always remember, if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it. You don't want it. It's the Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Traffic is heavy on US 43 southbound at McFarland. 69 is congested at Union Chapel. Merlin slow southbound into downtown. If you see other conditions, just give me a call. 2468, up to $10,000 in instant savings now on new Nissans at Townsend Nissan. And I'm Captain Ray. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. 
Here's Kevin Wyatt. NFL action on Sunday. The nightcap saw the Bengals hold off the Bills 24-18 as Joe Burrow had 348 passing yards and a couple of touchdowns. Cincinnati now 5-3 after they started 0-2. And believe it or not, they now find themselves in a playoff spot. Cincinnati in the seventh spot in the AFC if the season were to end today. Buffalo, for their part, now 5-4. And, and they've lost a potential tiebreaker with the Bengals in a potential wild card scenario. Eagles outlast the Cowboys 28-23. They moved two and a half games ahead of Dallas for the top spot in the NFC East. And what ended up being the game of the day, surprisingly, in Houston, C.J. Stroud, five touchdown passes as the Texans win a shootout against the Buccaneers, 39-37. to And the Raiders rolled to a 36 win against the Giants, but Daniel Jones left the game with a knee injury. The team fears he has a torn ACL. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. Thank you, Andrew Knifer, Allstate Insurance Agent. Andrew's my agent. Let him become yours. Out at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Northport. Andrew and his staff do an outstanding job. He does a great job for me. Let him do the same for you. Let him run the quotes for you. 205-722-9201. All right, get to the Andrew Knifer hotline and get Philip into the show. Morning, Philip. Morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hope y'all are good. You hit it on the. You hit it, you hit it pretty close, Philip. You did, Philip. You said they'd have to get forty, and uh, you were right. But uh, I, I was surprised, and give Alabama's offense credit and Milrow credit, but I was surprised at uh, LSU's defense. I know they hadn't done well, but I figured a week off they'd be better than that. But uh, Bama made them look bad, didn't they, Philip? Uh, they did. Um, you know, they made us look bad, too, for a while there. Yes, they did. Uh, I, 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 I want to commend uh, Coach Reese, I thought, for some interesting calls um, during the game. I like the fact that Alabama, when they had the, the short-yarded situations, uh, huddled up. I thought that was a really good uh, wrinkle, and that was a smart football at the time, and it gave Alabama a chance to sort of to sort of hide a little. They 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 were able to hide what they were going to do to an extent instead of going to that standard shotgun look that people use all the time. Now I thought that was some really good play calling, and actually Alabama scored a touchdown out of that bunch formation. So I want to commend him for that because early on, in my opinion, I thought Alabama got a little bit too pass happy. Yeah. Uh, to add your thoughts about Reese and the game he called, I think I think Milrow's healthy now, and so they they let him use his legs where they may have been afraid to in the past, but nobody ever talked about him being injured at all. Well, um, the amount the amount of study and thought that these guys put into calling stuff, players win games, and offensive linemen help players run run stuff. But I think you have to you have to you have to you know you have to read the defense and pretty much know what they're going to do defensively against a lot of your sets. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. If you don't block, it doesn't work. So I think we we pound the offensive coordinator all the time, praise them when they when they do well. But it's uh, I think he's done a good job in, in, in 
staying low key and doing what he needs to do personally. Right. Um, last year, did you in the Texas game last year when when Dallas Turner put yours out of the game was was he called for targeting on that play? When he hurt his shoulder. Yeah. Uh, I, I, honestly, if I was at, somebody call us or Texas or whatever, let us know. I'm not 100 percent sure on that, Philip. I don't think he was. I don't think he was. Uh, and in my opinion, the other night, um, what kept that from being a targeting call was not only did I not think it was, I did not think it was targeting, but I thought Dallas's demeanor not so Bodie. And he was not calling attention to the tackle, and I think that helped tremendously in the referees. Interpret, you know, uh, the way they interpreted that that hit. Yeah, I, you know, like the people are saying they did look at it in Birmingham, uh, but it was not an official review uh, on the field. Not, uh, not like you see on TV, no, no, no. So no, and I don't understand. You know, but I understand why it wasn't reviewed. Now that I've. I've listened, but I watch the game with the volume off, so I miss some of that. I don't even listen to that. I just I watch it there in silence, and it's odd way to watch a game. But I, I want you to answer this, Philip, because I don't agree with Max. If it get down, if it gets down to Texas and Alabama, and they both have one loss, can you take Alabama over Texas? Max says yes. Uh well, I think we need to see what happens first. Um, well, he's, he's just saying if that, just saying if that happened, Philip. I'm saying if it gets down to their both, they're both 12 and 1. But let's say uh, Michigan. Well, yes. I would say yes. You take Alabama because, because Alabama, if Alabama faces Georgia, and that's a lot of this, if Alabama faces Georgia and beats Georgia, in the SEC championship game, I don't think Georgia's going. No, they're not. No, Georgia's they're not, not going. Not, not enough room. But I'm saying you got Michigan, Michigan or Ohio State are probably going. Washington or Oregon's going. And, Florida, and Florida State's going. Right. So then now you got Texas. You think head-to-head head counts anything, Phil? Yes, sir. I do think it does. But I also think the, the the total body of work means a lot as well, and and knocking off tech, knocking off Georgia trumps losing to Texas. But I'm saying by Max's theory, so what if Ole Miss runs the table? Then you they could say what if and they jump Ole Miss over Alabama because Ole Miss will beat Georgia if they run the table. And you can say, well, man, they're playing better than... Well, Alabama's already beaten Ole Miss. They I know, but I'm saying that's what people are saying <laughs> if they're going to jump them over Texas. Well, so, right. How mad would people be if they jumped Ole Miss over Alabama? They'd go crazy, right, Philip? Oh, they'd, they'd go eight. <laughs> <laughs> they'd go eight. And uh, I, I, I would, too. But, well, we got, a, we got a tough time with a bunch of one-loss teams. And, and I mentioned this the other day about the Oregon-Washington game is, is certainly going to give us one, and no doubt mm-hmm. about it. But would you take Alabama over Oregon? Yeah, thank you. Jeez, me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> well, I tell you what, the, let me change. Let me change courses here. The yeah, Kansas you State coach. The, yeah, let me let me change. Let me change before I mess up. Hey, the Kansas State coach. He he messed up 
the other day, man. Yep. Sure did. She just picked that <laughs> field goal and tied it. <laughs> Golly, you just, oh, man. I, and not only that, I just thought you just run the ball every single time. Don't you agree? Yeah, yeah I, I didn't see. I didn't see that. But my three eyes, I didn't see that. Yeah, much. Uh, yeah, he did. Uh, Alabama needed Kansas State to win that game. They, they that did. Game they did. It. Yeah. So. Yeah, they did. But it was a great game Saturday night. Yeah, it, and, was. it was. It was great game. And I, I, Alabama's got to be careful Saturday. I think Alabama should tend to business, but I think we're Alabama's focused, and I think you better, uh, be, ca- you better be careful. That's oh, yeah. it. He's calling it a trap game. It's, it is sort of a trap game, and it's one to no, that, See, Phillips, he's saying it's a, just sort of a trap game. If, if the players think it's sort of a trap game, they're going to be trouble. Mm. <laughs> well, thank you, Philip. Thanks, Philip. Enjoy talking to y'all. And uh-huh. hey, and I'm in, Root, I'm in Rootville, Georgia, home of Keith Jackson. I may need a bodyguard today, Keith Phillip. Jackson was great to me. Philip, I may when need I was, a bodyguard. When I was calling games. People are mad at the, me. The announcer, Keith Jackson. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah, I had to come. I had to go to Lagrange to Carrollton. He called me or something. Called called in the show and bragged on me. I, I was all, I've always been grateful for that. Philip, I, uh, I may need a, a bodyguard around town today because I'm not. Well, you know, I, I heard my it. name. I, I heard my name mentioned in that little oh, mix. Yeah, they bad at me and you, but you ain't you ain't living in Tuscaloosa. You're far away. They they saying that we're. We're drunk and we're pulling for LSU, so whatever. Well, yeah, that's interesting. I don't even take a drink. I don't even drink. But anyway, <laughs> well, Barry, you may want, Barry, you may want to just decorate the house and this week and just stay inside. There you go. Thanks, Philip. All right. All right, uh, Digger Cowboy. I'm sorry. Call us back. We got to get to uh, Doug and Doug's picks are freshly in. Doug has got a great record. He's ten, eighteen, and two. We'll see how he's doing <laughs> this week <laughs> after his great picks. Uh, wow. Uh, you listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The weather stays dry today, mostly sunny and mild. The high 77, fair tonight, the low 53. Then for tomorrow and Wednesday, the sky partly to mostly sunny both days. Afternoon highs between 78 and 81. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 51 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Mr. SEC Tournament Wimp Sanderson gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room, right here on Tide 100.9. Wayne's Pest Control served over 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi since 19. 73 let the great folks at Wayne's make sure your home is protected from those unwanted pests. Wayne's provides world-class termite protection, general pest control, and mosquito prevention services. They also keep that lawn looking lush and healthy. Give them a call today, 866-WAYNES-1 to get $60 off your initial pest control service. I get to the Wayne's hotline. He is uh, does play-by-play for PGA Tour Radio, also PGA Tour Live, CBS Sports Headquarters. He's also... One of our handicappers, uh, picking games, Doug Bell, uh, with MD Wells and Athletics. Uh, Doug, we'll talk about your games here in a minute. <laughs> Why is Coach laughing? Why a guy, a guy, a, a guy eagles the last hole in Mexico. What's his name? Van Royers. Eric, Eric Van Royen. Yeah. 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 I mean, that was, hey, listen, guys. Um, and I, I know we'll get to the picks in a minute, but this, a lot's happening in golf. 
Now, yesterday was nobody really saw it because of football. But here's this uh, young guy from South Africa who, by the yeah. way, came to the United States six, seven years ago and played at the University of Minnesota. And his best friend, who was on that golf team, notifies him before this tournament that he's dying, and he'll, you know, he only has he has less than two months. That's what the oh. doctors have given him. Oh my! So he goes out and plays for his friend. His caddy, by the way, was also on that golf team. So together, very emotional. And this guy, Eric Van Royen, who's never won before, yeah. shoots 28 on the back nine on Sunday, including the eagle, lands on the green with a second shot, rolls in the butt to, to beat Camilla Bajegas and Matt Kuchar. So, and, and then to hear his interview afterwards was, I mean, it was, it's what sports is all about. Um, and he put it in perspective. It was emotional. And, you know, it's one of those things, guys, nobody saw it because it's the fall. Nobody's really watching the PGA Tour but it was uh, it was pretty darn exciting and and very very emotional to say the least. That's a great story. Mm. Yeah, Boy. yeah, it really was. Mm. Tough. Well, Matt Kuchar didn't play well. He, you know, he had he had six he, had, he lost six shots the day before. Uh, he had a six <laughs> yeah, shot lead. I mean, he had a six shot lead playing number fourteen on Saturday, and takes a quadruple bogey, so it shrinks from six to two. And then obviously yesterday Matt played pretty good. You know he shot six under, uh, and had an opportunity there. He was playing with Van Roy in there in the last group, uh, and and just parred the last hole. Yeah. But um, but yeah, no, he he messed up. And then and then I also wanted to tell you guys this was the big story. Uh, Barry and Coach Live Golf, by the way, December seventh through the tenth in Abu Dhabi will have their qualifying tournament. There's three spots now open. They've eliminated three guys. Who, who didn't get the job done, just didn't play well. So three spots are available in a three-day tournament in Abu Dhabi, and the PGA Tour has now released a statement saying anybody, any of their players can go to that qualifying tournament. This, this is completely different than before. Obviously, if they finish in the top three, they'll have to decide, do I want to go back to the PGA Tour or do I want to go to live? And obviously, if you go all the way to Abu Dhabi to try to qualify, you'll probably play and live, but... Big news, guys, that the PGA Tour is now allowing any of their players who want to try to qualify for live in that tournament, they can do it. That is that is monumental news, as we've talked about what what is at stake here or what the future holds for the PGA Tour and live golf. Hmm. Explain that to yeah. me, Doug. Explain that one more time again. <laughs> All right, Barry, this, this, this just broke over the weekend. Live Golf now, you know, they have 54 players, and yeah. they eliminated three guys who just didn't get it done. Um, they played very poorly. And so they have three spots open for next year in Live Golf. And they have a qualifying tournament for the first time at Abu Dhabi, December 7th, 7th through the 10th. Anybody can anybody can go qualify. Barry, you, you and I, coach, can fly to Abu Dhabi and try to qualify. We want. It's an open qualifier. But the PGA Tour has now released a statement that any player on the PGA Tour before, if you had anything to do with live, you'd be automatically suspended. But now the tour is saying this is this is a qualifying event. Any PGA Tour player can go and try to qualify. And if they finish in the top three, then they would have a decision to make. Can they, they play go to both? Live? If they finish in the top three, can they play no, both tours? No. no, it's 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 the decision that if you finish in the top three in that qualifier. You have to you have to decide. I'll go live full time, or I'll go back to the PGA Tour. But the story is, 
if you go all the way to Abu Dhabi to try to qualify and you do, then obviously you want to play on live. Yeah. So, and that's, that's open to anybody now. Um, not that John Rahm or Rory or JT or anybody like that is going to go do that. Uh, but uh, it'll be interesting to see who from the PGA Tour gives it a shot. Uh, before we check, leave, is John Rob a candidate for the LIV Tour? Well, uh, again, that's always, you know, John Rahm, the, the new Rory Tiger um, conglomerate, if you will. Yeah, you know, they're going to start on, on Mondays. In the summer, uh, there'll be a Monday Golf Channel thing where they'll there's different teams. Tiger will have a team, uh, like Justin Thomas is on a team based in Atlanta, Georgia, and they'll play video game golf, simulator golf on Mondays after tournaments, and they'll play for big money, etc. Last week, John Rahm announced that he does he was he they wanted him to be a part of it, obviously, and Rahm said, no, it's, it's too time-consuming. I, I, I don't want to do that. But people are now saying, well, that's because he may be going to live. He didn't want to get involved with the Tiger and Rory thing on Mondays on golf. I don't think that's the case. I think John just wants to spend more time with his family. But but those stories are out there, Coach. You're right. A lot of people are insinuating and talking about Ron making the move. I don't see it. But, uh, but then again, as we all know, uh, this massive amount of money usually does a lot of talking. Yeah, uh, I mean, how much money does he need uh, at this point? <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right, Doug. Um, do you want to talk about your picks? Yeah, please, because okay. I, I listen. I'm fired up about this week, Barry. <laughs> all right. Uh, Noah, Doug is currently ten, eighteen, and two. Uh, I think you <laughs> may still be beating that guy on ESPN. <laughs> I, uh, I, He's not good. Uh, I don't even know no. why they let him pick games. Uh, I need to bring the bear back. But anyway, that's for another day. All right. Um, the bears on Fox. Yeah, yeah that's right. 10-18 and two, Dad. So Nebraska took on Michigan State. Uh, he said take Nebraska minus the three and a half. Uh, ooh, oh. Michigan State actually was, won them outright. They won. Un- unbelievable. You brought Michigan State from the dead, so that would be a loss, yes. Um, yeah, unbelievable. Mm. Notre Dame uh, was favored. The line ended up going to four. Uh, we gave yeah. it to you at two and a half. Uh, Dabo is saying buy stock in Clemson now. Uh, <laughs> and obviously, uh, Clemson, Dad, they won, right? Didn't Clemson yep. win that game, Dad? Yeah, they yeah, did. They, they did. So yeah. you said take Notre Dame minus two and a half. Clemson didn't think much of that. 31 23. That'll be mm. another loss. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but, 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 and yep. then the, the night game, uh, Alabama, LSU, Alabama minus three and a half. Doug said roll with the Crimson Tide. Uh, obviously, Alabama covered that three and a half. So that would be a victory for Doug. So ring it up. There you go. So that Thank runs you. that record Thank to you. 11, yes. 20 and two, uh, Doug. All right. 11, well, I won, we, won, we won for rematch. Yeah, so Dad hit the blue plate again. <laughs> again? Yes. Oh, my God. He said Does take, he ever miss? He said take Louisville uh, over Virginia Tech. Uh, he was getting nine and a half. They didn't need anything. It was 34 to three, uh, Doug. So that was a victory. And I had a dessert plate, and I told them oh. to take Utah. Uh, against Arizona State, uh, the line was 11, which I did not understand that line. 
Uh, Doug, Utah won 50-something to three. Oh, uh, so, killed them. Yeah. Killed them. Norwood family's rich because of me. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> maybe you need to start copying off our paper, Doug. But uh, <laughs> No, Barry, all, all good, all good. But, you know, I on my uh, the Old Guy Box podcast, the Texas Game Prognosticator of Prodigious Proportions, I have more games later in the week. And actually – I was four and zero on the other games, so yeah, you know, one and two with you guys, but in essence, five and two. So, yeah, hey, I just say I need you to start texting me those picks uh, so I can look at those and <laughs> check your check your work. Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> yeah. I'll do that. But Doug, one thing yeah. I love about you is you never quit. I try to get no. you to quit, and you keep no. firing. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, you're one and five the last two weeks, but uh, it's time to keep firing again. So. Where are we going, Doug, this week? Well, I, and, and this week I got four games instead of three because, oh. you know, we are we are running out of time, so it's catch-up time. Let's put it that way. I think you, know you may I mean? need to do less games than more, but we'll let you go four. <laughs> all in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all in. All right, real quick, I will tell you, though, um, the top two teams to bet on against the spread, UNLV, who knew, 8-1, and one. Arizona, guys. Now, keep that in mind. Arizona having a heck of a year. They are eight and one against the spread in Oregon, seven one and one against the spread in Jacksonville State. Just throwing it out there, Rich Rod. The game seven two and one against the spread this season. They've been a good team to bet on. So I'm just throwing it out there. Okay, where are you going? Alabama, by the way, six and three. All right, here we go. Ole Miss at Georgia. Uh, Bulldogs favored by eleven. Brock Bowers still out. their middle linebacker, by the way, Jamie Dumas Johnson, you know, he went out. You saw him get helped off the field. He fractured his forearm, doubtful to play against Ole Miss. With that said, um, first meeting between Ole Miss and Georgia since 2016. And the Rams won that game, by the way, 45-14. to 14. That was a long time ago. Listen, Ole Miss is susceptible. They're having a great season. They're susceptible to turnovers. That was crucial in the end of that Missouri game, even though Georgia didn't cover uh, Sanford Stadium is such a home field advantage. This place is going to be rocking. I mean, it's worth at least a touchdown. Georgia hasn't been good against the spread in the last eight, only two and six. But I think this Saturday, <laughs> with all that's on the line, Ole Miss hasn't been in that position. And we saw, remember what they did at Tuscaloosa earlier this year? What does that have to do with anything? I'm just saying. That was like I mean, nine this, weeks ago, Doug. Doug. Yeah, Ker- Kirby versus Lane. It's I'm not a nice winner. <laughs> Taking the home favorite to cover. Georgia right. wins by at least two touchdowns. All right, the line is 11 and a half, so I always give you the yep. good. So, I'm, so he's taking Georgia minus the 11 and a half. Yep. Uh, all not right. bad. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I like it. it. I like it. I wouldn't have done. I'd have skipped on it, but not bad. All right. What's your next <laughs> All right. All right, sticking in the SEC, Auburn at Arkansas. Did you, anybody watch the Hogs bounce? I did. I watched every play. They uh, fired their offensive coordinator. I know offense, it. And one of the reasons Arkansas played so well, they're getting some injured guys back. You know, they had a tough stretch where they played close games, and then they had a bunch of kids out, and that Mississippi State game was awful. But a lot of those kids are coming back. If you're going to pick Arkansas, Arkansas, I'm, I'm kind of with you. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Auburn, that was going to be my is, dessert plate this week, yeah. Doug. I, I'm telling you, take, take Arkansas. Doug, Give you're going to win that one. You're winning that yeah. one. Yeah. Yes. I mean, What's the line on that three, one? Three. Three. Yes. Arkansas is a uh, three-point three favorite. favorite. Arkansas three point favorite. Yeah, it's in Fayetteville. Have you yeah. seen Auburn? Come on, yeah, Arkansas's favorite. <laughs> I like it. 
Yeah. I like it. I, I like mean, that I feel one, Doug. Yeah, you, found, you found you one there, Doug, yeah, I think. That's a good I mean, one. We're, we're, a, yeah. we're a team. We're, I like it. I like it. All right. Uh, so far, I'm picking the two home teams All right, to so cover. Noah, i got to yep. help Noah here. He's taking the Razorbacks minus three versus Auburn. So he's laying the three. All right, go ahead. Yeah. And Noah, by the way, I like the sound effects. The cheering was really good that one winner I had. All right, Kansas yeah. Yeah, at home. Kansas is at home against Texas Tech. Yeah. Uh, Jayhawks seven and two overall. They're three and a half point favorites at home. Five and four against the spread. Kansas last two weeks, guys. They beat Oklahoma. They beat a tough Iowa State team back to back. A lot of people thought after the Oklahoma win it would be tough to, to beat Iowa State. They did. Take Kansas at home to keep things rolling against Texas Tech. Texas Tech is four and five overall in the season. That's their record, even though they won a couple of games in a row. Kansas covers at home. All right, oh. take Kansas minus three and a half. All right, I got to ask you a question, both of y'all. Yeah. How does Oklahoma State lose to South Alabama thirty-three to seven and then turn and beat Oklahoma? Mm. How does that happen? Oh God, uh, it's it's a head scratcher. It, okay. it really, really is. Um, you know, now the running back. You know, when they lost to South Alabama, they weren't running that running back. Yeah, but thirty-three to seven, they lost. The line yeah, was seven I, in crazy. that game. I didn't get it. Crazy. I didn't get it. All right, go yeah, ahead. crazy. Go ahead. All right, last, last. USC. At Oregon, guys, Oregon a 15-point favorite. USC last week against Washington, their defense gave up 575 yards. I mean, that's that's crazy, right? They fired the defensive coordinator over the weekend. So, I mean, their defense is in shambles. Bo Nix, I think he's going to win the Heisman Trophy, guys. Six touchdowns last week, four through the air. He ran for two. They beat Cal 63-19. Oregon is by far the superior team here. And I think they easily cover in a wild game. And the way USC plays, it'll give Oregon all these opportunities to score a ton of points. Oregon covers at home against USC. What's the line? 15. 15. (laughs) Silence from Coach. You didn't get in my – you didn't get mine. The (laughs) the one I love is the Arkansas one. And yeah, I, yeah, like, I, I, I I've been studying it. I was waiting for the. I was waiting for the line. Yeah. I think you. Yep. Uh, you're going. You go ahead and get that one now, Doug. That line's going to go up. Yeah. No. I mean, I, I, listen, guys. I had to go four because we're playing catch up late in the season, and I think I think next catch week up. when I'm on <laughs> four and zero oh next week. So just oh, have the sound yeah. effects ready to go. All right, yeah. Doug. I want to ask you this because I'm getting some mixed <laughs> reviews on this. Let's say. <laughs> Let's say it comes down between Alabama and Texas for the fourth spot, and they both run the table. Yeah, for the playoff. Yeah, who are you taking? Uh, well, I think in that case, I mean, you got to look at the head-to-head. And yeah. even though you know between that game and what you're talking about, the end of the season, Alabama will have beaten more ranked opponents than Texas, and. And if Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC championship, um, I mean, in, in Georgia would, in essence, be either number one or number two in the country, depending on what happens in the Michigan. You're talking I'm around it. <laughs> oh, well, again, I started yeah. out by saying head to head, but I think in, in that scenario, guys, Alabama would have to get the nod because they would not only have beaten all these ranked teams, but they would have beat Georgia in the SEC. So head to head doesn't count anything. Well, I don't think uh, not. Not I think it counts like right now. Yes, and that's what they're talking about head to head. But I think if you wait till the end of the year when all is said and done, the answer would be no. So you would take? You think Texas fans would be mad about that? No. 
<laughs> well, I mean, are we? Uh, who is Texas going to play in the Big Twelve Championship? That's what uh, I want to know. Let me, look, let me look here. Oklahoma, I mean, because I mean, it would be a, if Oklahoma State keeps winning, would it be a Texas Oklahoma State game? Right Maybe. now in the Big Twelve, Oklahoma State's five and one. Yeah. Uh, Kansas four and two. Oklahoma four and two. Kansas State four and two, West Virginia four and two. So I, I don't know. Probably, I mean, Oklahoma maybe, Oklahoma State maybe. Yeah, they're five and one. They will. Yeah. So I mean, here's the deal. If, if Georgia is, if Georgia's twelve and zero, and number two or number one in the country going to Atlanta, and Alabama rolls in there and beats them, I mean, come on. Is, I mean, Georgia, is Georgia out? Well, <laughs> you know, yeah. we've had that conversation before. Out. Yeah, they would be. Again, depending on what happens, you're, you're assuming Texas runs the table, and you're assuming Florida State runs the table. So that, that would be two slots, and you're assuming Oregon wins the rematch with Washington, and they have only one loss. And then you have an undefeated Big Ten champion, either Ohio State or Michigan. Yes, yeah, somebody's going to get left out. And, and in that scenario, I mean... Yeah, you think number five? You think number five is going to be really mad? Their fans if when, when it's all over. Uh, well, would you yeah. take? Would you take Oregon over Alabama if they both finish twelve and one? Not, not if Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC championship. No, Good. I mean that, that's the. That's, are we, that's, are we, y'all watching Oregon? Oregon should have beat Washington. Yeah, but they didn't. But. They're going to get him again in the Pac-12 championship. They're going to get him in a rematch. Yeah. So they'll have the opportunity to avenge that. You know, again, the ACC, if Florida State goes undefeated, they're going to get in. I mean, they're in the top yeah. four right now. Yeah. Uh, either Michigan or Ohio State, one of them is going to be undefeated, and they're going to get in. So there's yeah. two of your four. And then you got then, Washington State of Oregon. If Washington State wins, they're undefeated. They're in. Yeah, and then and – then, Texas. It, yeah, well, then if Alabama beats Georgia, then all of a sudden you have you have four one-loss teams, and two of the four have to go. So I think you have to go with Alabama, assuming they beat Georgia, and then you have to decide on the other one. Would it be Oregon? Would it be Texas? Would it be Georgia with a loss? No, I don't think so. So, yeah, somebody's going to be disappointed. Yeah, There's going to be a one-loss team very, very disappointed with an argument. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway. All right, Doug. Well, I hope you win. Tell them about MD Wellness and Aesthetics before, we, before you go. I hope you go 4-9, Doug. But I ain't well, so do I. You got a winner. You got a winner. Uh, you got two, one winner, 205-582-9216, MD Wellness and Aesthetics. And check out the website, mdwellnessandaesthetics.com. And they got the hydrofacials guys uh, and ladies. Uh, they have the Botox, uh, hormone replacement, hair loss uh, stuff. They got it all. Go check out the website, or better yet, just call Susan. She's the owner, Susan Brignett, 205-582-9216. And it's a free consultation. And, guys, with Christmas coming up, think about some gift certificates for uh, for the lady in your life. Just just throwing it out there, guys. I'm trying to keep everybody happy. That's what I like to do. All yeah. right. Uh, Doug, you ain't going to be able to afford any Christmas gifts yeah. at the rate you're betting. <laughs> you got that right. That's why, I, that's why I'm playing catch-up, boys. I'm playing catch-up. Thank you, Doug. Thanks, Doug. Talk to you next week. All right. Uh, let's tell them about uh, Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. Three four five one two three four. Had an accident. Can't figure out exactly what you need to do to get yourself uh, some money to come, come down to it. And Prince Glover and Hayes, the people to visit with.
Uh, they've been doing it a long time. They know the law, know the changes in the law. It might be on the highways. It might be in the neighborhood. Somebody, if kin folks may whack you, you know, it's don't know. But you have an accident, and you need to figure out exactly what needs to be done. Prince Glover and Hayes are the very, very best people to help you. Three four five one two three four. PrinceLaw.net is the website. I always remember, if they don't win, you don't pay not one dime out of the pocket. All right, phone lines are open, uh, Cowboy. You guys going to call back. Uh, no more guests. So I apologize we couldn't get to all the calls. I think we've uh, had great interaction this morning, so it's been fun. 205-342-9904. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on US 11 near Dry Creek Road in Foster's. You can expect delays. US 43 still congested at McFarland. McFarland eastbound slow in the construction area, and Lurling southbound heavy into downtown. Two four six eight up to ten thousand dollars in instant savings now on new Nissans at Townsend Nissan. And I'm Captain Ray. Uh. Follow the Crimson Tide on their journey to another national championship. On your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tuscaloosa Toyota. Go to TuscaloosaToyota.com. Look at the new inventory, the used inventory. Uh, schedule a service right there at Tuscaloosa Toyota. The absolute best here uh, in this community. Swing by Skyland Boulevard. Find Justin, David. Tell them that Wimp and Barry sent you. We look forward to visiting with Justin on uh, Wednesday. Also, I've got some rules. Of the replay official may create a targeting foul from the booth when all elements of targeting can be confirmed and the foul is not called by the officials on the field. So they can look at it even though it was not called on the field. Uh, and call targeting. But with the addition of replay, officials could now stop games and create targeting fouls that were not originally called on the field. So, uh, yes, Noah. We also we had an app message uh, from someone looked it up and said, LSU coach Brian Kelly said after the game that officials from the play had indeed been reviewed for targeting and that officials didn't see enough to warrant the penalty. There you go. So it was not called on the field, but it was looked at. So that... Makes me feel a little bit better there. All right, get to the uh, Alabama One Hotline, get Digger into the show. Good morning, Digger. Digger. Yeah, first of all, let's not confuse physical play with cheap shot in the quarterback, okay? Again, okay. keep in mind, I'm a Texas Longhorn fan. I want you to win out. It makes us look that much better, okay? But this is the third or fourth time that take-me-out Turner has done this to a quarterback, not to mention to my quarterback at Texas, okay? The coaches are telling them if you have a shot, take it. We'll deal with the 15-yarder, okay? It's wrong. You're taking out key players. And guess who else is doing this? Kirby. He's taking out receivers. He did it to you guys. He did it to Ohio State. It seems to be a pattern. Wow. Okay. The coaches don't take it out on anybody. The, the player does the taking out. I understand that, Wimp, but the fact of the matter is is the coaches are telling them, they keep oh. telling them, I need more play from you. I need oh. for you. Digger, 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 digger. Come on. 
That, that don't even sound right. Uh, They're on the players until they say. They tell them to, good job. They tell them they go in there and knock a guy out. Of the no, game. come no. Exactly. They don't do that. That's, that's not coaching. Doesn't do that. Nah. I'm not saying they're telling him point blank go take him out. They're saying be physical until I say stop. Well, who doesn't do okay. that? Every every yeah. coach wants their players to play physical. Does <clears throat> Texas not want to play physical? They do, but they don't want quarterbacks being taken out. Y'all seem to have a habit with that with Texas. <laughs> You're taking out quarterbacks. Oh, cool. Now, the other thing I want to say, one more thing. And again, right. I, this right. is between you and me, and I know it gets ugly when it, when it comes down to quarterback play, okay? <laughs> this is the last thing, and I want to say this. Okay. I got to tell you, fan base. Don't be ridiculous. The head-to-head count. I agree. Okay? I agree. I've been, and I've been saying that. Even our opponent win-loss record is better than Alabama's. And you're not going to catch us. Okay? They're going to have to consider the strength of schedule. Okay? Even if you play Georgia at 12-0, and I think we still have the better win-loss record with the opponent by one game. Okay. If, if all things are equal record wise, I think the head to head has to has to come into play. I think Texas should get it over Alabama. So I'm agreeing with you. So Peter. I'm glad you agree with me that Max is an idiot. Yeah, I've been <laughs> saying that go. all day. That <laughs> I think if head to head. There we go. All right, back to the Yellowwood Hotline and Alabama One Hotline. Get Biscuit Bruce in. Good morning, Biscuit Bruce. <laughs> Good there morning, you. gentlemen. Man, how y'all doing? Good. How are you? Yeah. I don't get to call like I used to. I got much things going on in the morning. Listen, people are mad at day. me this morning, Biscuit Bruce. They're mad at me. They are mad at you. You, yeah. you know why? Because look, man, here's what I don't I don't understand. You know, so head to head matters, as Digger says. The other thing is, does he think Texas defense is is a, a sweet little piece of candy? Does he <laughs> does he think they not doing the you know, no. in the heat in the heat of the moment, Dallas Turner ain't thinking, Well, coach told me to take this quarterback out. <laughs> exactly. He's trying oh. to sack he's trying to sack the quarterback. Yes. There you are. So it's already been determined. Uh, I mean, his face mask to the chest is a perfect form tackle. That's the way they teach you to tackle from Little League. Yeah, he's but coming full speed. Out. The kid made a good play. I, I didn't know they reviewed it. I thought they, it was worth reviewing. Yeah. Evidently, they did, so, so everything's fine. So the other thing, we, we keep saying, well, you know, if it comes down to this, Texas or to be ahead of Alabama. So let me ask you a question. You, you just said a while ago, Oregon should have beat Washington. Yeah. Well, if we don't make two crucial mistakes in the Texas game, we probably beat Texas, but that's not the way it works. Right. It's the second game of the week, and let me ask you a question. Do, do you honestly think this Saturday, if Alabama was playing Texas, that they would beat us? Uh, depends on be where honest, the game be is. Honest. Depends on where, where's the game. Uh, let's say it's at a neutral site. Let's say it's at the Louisiana uh, Superdome. Uh, well, I think Alabama wins because Texas quarterback's out. If Texas quarterback well, was in, I'm not sure. You, you still don't think we'd beat them with Frank I, I don't Gears. know. I, I can't say for sure. Well, we don't know. We don't know. Sure. I'm just, you know, but it, it's a what-if game. And then you look, you know, Digger's talking about strength of schedules. 
Did you watch Texas play Houston and Kansas State? No. I didn't yeah, watch them play Kansas State. Kansas State lost their own game themselves. I but. do know. Uh, I guarantee you Kansas State. Worst four calls I've ever seen in yep. football from the five-yard line, first and goal in overtime. I the do absolute know that, worst. That Steve Sarkeesian exposed our defense like nobody else has all year. And well, I, th- I, I don't at the second game of the year. I don't. I am not denying that at all. Yeah. I don't think he would expose them today, and that's what I think the committee should look at. And you know, you do have to take the schedule. You know, and one of your callers, the first caller out of the gate, says, "You know, numbers don't lie and stats don't lie." Well, how many teams? Half of the half of the Southeastern Conference would be undefeated right now if they had Michigan's schedule. Have you looked Georgia, at it? Georgia's got it. But Georgia's I, I got would the agree to that, but Michigan yeah. is absolutely destroying these teams. They're leaving no doubt. Uh, well, they're not playing any better. They don't, they're, most what about, they're what about Georgia? What about Georgia? Well, Georgia's the same way. They If they lose a game, they're not going to end up in the in the championship game. I mean, yeah, they play Missouri. Missouri's tough. Uh, Biscuit, would you take Alabama over Oregon? I would. Simply because of who. If we all, if we all went out. And let's but say I think Oregon the Pac-12 beats, is better than the SEC. Beats Washington. Let's say Oregon beats Washington. Well, then you've got the same argument. Then what are you going to do? Both of them beat each other. Yeah. I don't uh, think let's see. I, I don't, Oregon's you know, got uh, they got USC this weekend. They got Arizona State and Oregon State. So uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I know Washington's I got either. Utah. Washington's got you. Something will it'll work itself out. But uh, it usually does. Yeah. It usually does. And anyway, you know, I I just I, I just firmly believe that if Alabama wins out, they're in. I don't know who they're going to leave out or how it's going to end up. You know, look at Florida State. Well, you better figure it out because it's on the four of them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, we, next year we won't have this problem. No. So no. We'll, we'll be bitching about well, you'll be you'll be bitching about number 13. 13 and 14 will be bitching, and, and this year we got five and six. Will be It'll bitching. probably work itself year. out, but there is a chance. There's a chance that it could be a problem, so we'll see. Thank it you, is. Biscuit. Hey, okay. Have a great day. All right, All thank right. you, Biscuit Bruce. All right, take this break and wrap up the show. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on US 11 near Dry Creek Road in Foster's. You can expect delays. US 43 still congested in McFarland. McFarland eastbound slow in the construction area, and Lurling southbound heavy into downtown. Two, four, six, eight, up to ten thousand dollars in instant savings now on new Nissans at Townsend Nissan. And I'm Captain Ray. Weekday mornings at 6 a.m. The Martin Houston Show. Join us tomorrow as DC DC Capstone Report joins us to talk good, bad, and ugly. We'll get what he thought was a turning point in the game. We'll get what he thought was the best thing he saw in the game. We'll also turn our attention toward Kentucky as Alabama takes this show on the road. We'll have those conversations and more on the Martin Houston Show powered by Max Sports. Catch the Martin Houston Show from 6 to 7 weekday mornings on Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The weather stays dry today, mostly sunny and mild. The high 77, fair tonight, the low 53.
for tomorrow and Wednesday. The sky partly to mostly sunny both days. Afternoon highs between 78 and 81. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 51 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. All right, uh, welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. We, uh, Yeah, we lost him there. He's gone. Um, the app's been busy this morning. Several people have sent in about the targeting uh, and the replay official. I've been, uh, I've kind of changed my tune on that. I think it was looked at in Birmingham. Um, it was not called on the field, so it was looked at. So then they decided it wasn't. I thought the announcers could have done it a better job. Uh, a couple of the apps that uh, people messaged in, Asbury of Penn State beats Michigan. <laughs> And Michigan beats Ohio State, then what? I think if that happens, I think the Big Ten is out. Uh, they're looking for every reason to get Michigan out. Ohio State has not looked that good, and Penn State looked terrible against Ohio State. So that would be a good scenario for Alabama if all those things happen. Uh, and that was from Chris. Uh, Honeymoon from Selma says, Barry is trying to be the new Paul Feinbaum, just stirring the pot, can't even enjoy the win. Because I'm trying to look at... Uh, uh, these guys' resumes, and because I think head to me, if all equal head to head, should matter. Uh, so if that makes me Paul Feinbaum, whatever, uh, I ain't a Paul Feinbaum for sure. But uh, anyway, uh, I'm not trying. I'm just looking at it realistically uh, there to say there's not a it's not a clear deal if Alabama were to win out that they would definitely get in. There are some scenarios, some scenarios that you would still have to sweat. Uh, but they got to be ready to play against Kentucky this weekend. Great win uh, over the weekend. Jalen Milrow was absolutely uh, phenomenal. I think he's back healthy again. Alabama One, go to www.alabamaone.org for all their different products and services. They do a great job. How do I know? I got the car loan, the mortgage, and the credit card. They do a great job for me. They'll do the same for you. Go to www.alabamaone.org. Dot org. We appreciate all the phone calls. If we all always agreed about everything, Noah, it would be boring. So we have different takes. That's uh, the truth. That is the truth. So enjoyed all the phone calls today. It was fun. Uh, enjoyed Max Howell joining us and Doug Bell, uh, the our guest picker. Uh, he's got he, he did four games this week. So Doug is not a very good picker. He just tied one hundred point nine. Is he home of Alabama sports? Have a great day, everybody. <laughs>